Welcome to the Jeep Show. Tonight, it's all about being unique. So many times we see the Wranglers or the JTs gracing our feet on IG, but what about some of the ones you don't normally see or hear about? All deserve some love, right, Vince? That's right, definitely. Okay, so what is one of your favorite unique Jeeps? So one of my favorite ones is the Willys FC-150. Um, it was released in 1956. It was built on a CJ5 chassis, and it's a cab over on top of the engine, which is actually gives it its name of forward control. Um, and it was Willie's first attempt at getting into the four drive truck market, which was big at the time. Uh, these little trucks have been used for tow trucks, fire trucks, ambulances, and they even had a minivan concept at one time, which was pretty cool for back in the you know uh, late 50s. Uh, they uh, they only built 30,000 of these between 1957 and 1963. Cool little trucks. You need to check them out for sure. Oh, wow. That is so cool. Well, it's no surprise what my first one is going to be that I'm going to discuss. It's going to be the CJ6. The CJ6 was offered to accommodate the Jeep utility owners who complained about not having enough space in the CJ5. The CJ6 featured a 20-inch longer wheelbase, but the CJ6 wasn't very popular to civilians in the United States. It was more like popular over in Sweden and South America. It was popular, though, with the U.S. Forest Service, which that's pretty cool. There was only around 50,000 made, and when, they, when the series stopped, it went out of production completely in 1975. Some of the engine options, I thought, were pretty cool, and I'm going to list those. So you had a choice. You could get the Hurricane engine, 72 horsepower, and 114-pound torque. You could get the Perkins diesel, 62 horsepower, 143 pounds torque. The Dauntless V6, 160 horsepower, 230 pound torque. The 232 cubic inch with 100 horsepower and 185 torque. The 258 cubic inch with 115 to 150 horsepower or the 210 to 240 pound torque or the 304 cubic inch, which was 125 to 150 HP with 220 to 245 pounds of torque. Also, some of the rear axle options are the Spicer 44.2 or the Dana 44. The front axle was the Spicer 25, Spicer 27, or the Dana 30. So, Vince, do you have another one? Wow, that's a lot. of That's really interesting about those. Um, Actually, the next one I have is a DJ-5, which is a Jeep Dispatcher. Uh, these were right-hand drive Jeeps. They were two-wheel drive, and they were based off the CJ series also. Um, they were produced in 1967. They, there was actually several of these that were produced from a DJ-3 on up to, uh, I believe, a DJ-8. But the DJ-5 specifically, I, I'm completely in love with. Uh, this thing has a completely enclosed... Um, top with no it does no removable top as sliding doors four cylinder three speed automatic and like i said these were used for mail delivery a lot of here in the states i love these things i wanted to get my hands on one so bad because i think it would look really cool on a set of one tons with 40s underneath it oh yeah definitely that would be so <laughs> awesome <laughs> that's cool 
All right. Um, my next one is the Jeepster Commando. As an attempt to compete with the Ford Bronco, Jeep produced the Jeepster Commando. This was one of the most versatile vehicles of its time. This Jeep can be configured as a truck, a wagon, a convertible, or a roadster. The unique Jeepster was in production from 1966 to 1973. And in 1972, Jeep extended the Commando's wheelbase as well as changed the front end design. These two mods was very important because it caused the popularity to drop. And eventually it was replaced by the Cherokee a year later. So that's some really good information. Yeah, that's really interesting. We, a lot of uh, unique vehicles there that we talked about tonight. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. It, it was really fun. It was. And so um, we reached out to people to see if they had any unique Jeeps. And I talked with a few. The first one was a friend, Andy. His story really intrigued me, partly because I love Jeeps and also because I love learning new things. So Andy told me that growing up, he always wanted a Jeep. His best friend had a CJ7. So he saved up money to buy his dream Jeep Wrangler. While he was deployed in Germany in the year 2000, he went to the military car sales and purchased his YJ. Now the story on why this YJ is so unique and special, we'll have to dig a little deeper. So let's go back. Chrysler declared 1996 a transition year for the release of the TJ. In the process of that production of the YJ still continued until they ran out of parts. When they ran out of the YJ parts, they used TJ parts to finish. One of those was the beefier hinges because they're stronger. The federal government denied Chrysler to sell these Jeeps, which totaled to be 174 in the United States. So they was not allowed to sell them at all. So in order to not declare total loss of the 174, Chrysler sent them overseas. Some went to Canada, the Middle East, and Europe, and also some were sent to the military car sales outside of the United States. So after Andy came back to the United States, he went to register his Jeep, he ran into a problem. His VIN, VIN number was not found in the system. One of Andy's friends, dad, was retired from the Toledo, Ohio plant. So after speaking with him about his dilemma, it was discovered Andy had one of the 174 1996 YJs. After making this discovery, he looked inside of the vehicle spec sticker and it states 296. Once he received papers in the mail all about his 1996 YJ, it said production was 2-21-1996. So if someone ever says there isn't a 1996 YJ, actually there were 174. Also on this Jeep was big lettered sticker on the YJ that said for sale outside U.S. only. So that's pretty cool right there. That is pretty cool. I like that story. Yeah. So... I want to go ahead and um, say that it doesn't matter what kind of make, model, a year Jeep you have. They're all unique to the owners. I mean, 
there's so many different things, so many different stories. It, they're just all unique. Don't you agree? Vince? I agree hundred percent. Yes, definitely. Yeah. So, um, on Instagram, I received a message from at adventure 30 and I just really thought this was a really cute story. Um, she has a YJ that her dad bought for her when she was nine years old. She drove it the first time at 13 and daily drove it at 16 and rebuilt the engine at 17. It's a 5.2 out of a mid 90s Ram and she still owns it at the age of 25. So I think that's so awesome. Like I can relate to the swapping because my CJ7 has been LS swapped with a 5.3. So no matter what kind of Jeep you have, they're all unique in their own special way. Yeah, that's right. That's 100% right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so our fun fact for the day. The reason the Jeep M715 wasn't as popular as you want it to be is because it was designed as a military truck. The M715 was in production for only three years, from 1967 to 1969, and only 33,000 were made. Unfortunately, the overhead cam six-cylinder engines weren't as reliable as you would want a military truck to be, which forced the M715 to be replaced by the Dodge M880. So, that's our fun fact for the day. That's awesome. I love those. Uh, actually, that's a Kaiser Jeep, and uh, I, just, I just love that body style. I think it's, uh, it's really unique, very unique. Yeah, I do too. It's really cool. Yeah. Uh, all right. So now it's time. I have been waiting for this for weeks and I know our listeners have been waiting for weeks. I feel like I need some type of music. <laughs> so let's play some music. Okay. okay. Good, <laughs> okay good music choice. <laughs> What's your big announcement? Okay, so I want to announce the West Virginia Jeep Club Off-Road and Overland Expo. It's going to happen in September on the weekend of the 23rd through the 26th, and it's going to be in Glen Jean, West Virginia. We're currently working on getting our website set up and everything set up for vendors and participants and things, but we offer, we're going to have over 10 miles of trails, uh, on-site camping. There's an on-site hotel there available. It's just going to be a really great time for that whole weekend. So I encourage everybody to come and check us out. I'll announce the website as soon as we get everything up and running uh, logistically wise. But, uh, but yeah, just keep that in mind for the last weekend of September. That is awesome. And guys, you heard it here first from the bearded. Deeper. That's right. That is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's our show for tonight. Um, make sure to follow us on Instagram where we've got our own IG page at that deep show. Also check out at four by four Jeep society at fishbone off road and at Christian Ramirez designs. And if you're in the need for some new shackles, check out moose knuckle off road and use code Jeep princess to save Vince, any companies or pages to shout uh, out? As always, I want to shout out for TNT Customs out in Cheyenne, Wyoming. Um, it's great uh, veteran-owned, American-made products. Anything you need for a Jeep, and, and it doesn't matter if it's on their website or not, you can contact them. They can make it. Those guys are top-notch. 
use code uh, TM as in train master 11 and get uh, 10% off. I also want to shout out to Atlas Off-Road here in West Virginia. Uh, great shop, local owned, small shop. Um, I, I'm working on getting some discounts, but we're, we're still there. We're still working on that. So I'll, I'll be shouting that out later. But, uh, but yeah, I want to shout out to those guys. They're great guys. Very cool. That's awesome. And I do want to mention, if you're on Facebook, check out R-E-E-D-Z-B-L-A-D-E-Z. He is a jeeper, and he makes some really awesome knives. He's a really great guy, so make sure to check him out. And also on Insta, check out at 1941life. It's a great feature page of some classic Jeeps. Oh, we have fan mail. Oh, Vince, you've got fan uh, mail. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, Ron from the UK wants to know the bearded jeeper. What is the craziest Jeep adventure you have had? Well, Ron, the craziest Jeep adventure I've had, which to some may not seem that crazy, but uh, we spent three days and three nights on three different trails here in the state of West Virginia, uh, camping and living out of our vehicles, which would be, I guess, considered overlanding. But uh, we wheeled some pretty hard trails. We started out our adventure with six Jeeps total. Uh, one caught on fire. We twisted one's uh, drive shaft. We broke axles. I had to do a brake replacement on the trail. Uh, we almost flipped. I don't. I can't. Countless times we've almost rolled that thing. But uh, we ended up at the at the end of this adventure with only three vehicles being able to drive. And the whole trick, the whole time was we started in one area and we had to drive to each trail. So no matter what happened, we had to drive on the interstates seventy miles an hour to the next trail system. And it was a it was a blast. I, I I could not have had more fun on that adventure. Yeah, that sounds like a whole lot of fun. I bet I can guess who was involved in that little adventure <laughs> from videos I've seen on Instagram. Probably, yeah. <laughs> Does it begin with the name T? <laughs> he was involved. Yes. <laughs> Okay, thanks, Ron, for the question. If you have a question or want to send fan mail, you can contact us at that Jeep show at AOL.com. Okay, guys, well, I hope you have a great night. Thanks for tuning in. And remember, keep it G.